God, can we start recording or what? I have been for 25 years. I don't know how I have enough hard drive space. Recording at a very low bit rate. You work for Google? Maybe. It's all virtual. All right, I'm up. It's holographic. So you're recording now? It's holographic, yes. Beautiful. Man, there's something rancorous growing in my bowels. That's not good. Let it be said that at the end of the night, when when a bartender offers you a free beer, that beer is never truly free. Yes. (laughs) There is a gurgling. With everything comes a price. (laughs) Yes. Perhaps not in dollars and cents, but in explosive bowel movements later on. Yeah, basically. Gosh. I'm such a Yo, idiot. where's uh, this Saturday's podcast? Uh, I was working on it when you IM'd me. Normally, <laughs> normally the Saturday podcast I do from work at Saturday, on yeah. Saturday, at work on Saturday. Uh, but this week I forgot to bring my USB stick in. I actually realized no. it as I was walking to the subway, but it's like a seven-minute walk, and I was already through like five of it. So I was yeah. like, I'm not going to walk back. This is going to be like all another ten minutes. If only log me in. Well, I guess you don't really have the option to do log me in. Well, I don't have a remote desktop installed on this computer, if that's what you meant. I could have. just uh, FTP always. Well, yeah, I could have called Graz and asked her to do it. The thing is, it's like, you know, it's uncompressed audio, so it's 11 minutes or 11 megs a minute. So that's like three or 400 megs for a podcast, so... It's not bad on the downloading side because I'm downloading from a university, but on my side, that's like a couple hours. Whereas on yeah. a USB stick, I can just stick it on there for two minutes or whatever. Yes. I, I remember when we um, we were trying to watch some stuff on the PS3, and at the time I did not have a USB stick or anything really to transfer media. So I was like, we'll just do it wirelessly. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) After about an hour and a half, we were like, okay, first episode is 75% completed. In three or four days, we're going to be ready to watch the first six episodes of this show. (laughs) And let me tell you, that is going to be a good two and a half hours. Yeah. It better be. I told you that I I eventually just ran a wire. Like, uh, I was having all kinds of issues with lag in uh, Team Fortress 2, and I just got fed up with it because... you know, it wasn't reporting a really high ping rate, but the game would still lag out. And then I realized, oh, I'm running on wireless, so I'm basically at half speed inside my own network. Yeah. So I just ran. Uh, I <laughs> I ended up uh, cutting a hole in the wall and then, you know, just terminating a little six-inch length of uh, Cat 5 with two panels on yeah. either side. Wow. And now my Joel, computer like is so much faster. I know. It's like this is my job or something. You're, like, it's drilling like, holes in the wall. That's yeah. that's my new strategy. Whatever, like uh, they're now they're nowadays they're sending me on tickets to on the weekends because I'm the only one there. I'm like the guy who has to go to the dorm rooms and restore connectivity to the kids. So yeah, basically, if I can't diagnose it almost immediately, I'm like, yeah, it's a wire problem. <laughs> like we well, better you better get the telecom guys to replace that jack. I'm yeah. not I'm not so flip about it, but I had a bad experience yesterday where I go into the wiring closet and a lot of the buildings we don't have keys for, so you have to get the engineer to open it up. 
So mm-hmm. I've got this, I've drugged this guy all the way up to like the seventh floor and it took 15 minutes of waiting for me to get him there in the first place. And I'm like, could you just hold on a second? Let me make sure this is the right closet. Cause it's this bizarre building where it's actually split in two. And the only way to get between the two halves is through the first floor, which oh, convenient, that is the worst. conveniently. So the kid is on the eighth floor of the opposite half where the wiring closet is, which is the seventh floor on the other side. So it's like 15 stories of elevators every time I want to see if it worked. Um, <laughs> so I get in there and I look, and none of the jacks are labeled. And I was like, hooray. No, you got it. That is, I hate it when that kind of stuff happens. And so first I, of all, it's impossible to troubleshoot an issue if you don't have the ports labeled because you can't see what's on the other side. Well, I so, mean, you know, I sat there for an hour with a toner. Like hitting well, every jack, and it, nothing came up. So I don't know. I have to assume that the jack itself is broken. Yeah, I hate troubleshooting issues like that because I, I don't know. When you're working in this kind of thing, it's all the hardest thing to detect or the hardest thing to figure out is a hardware failure. Because with the complexity of a lot of these devices, there's so many configuration issues that could be going wrong. That after you've troubleshot all of those, and you know you're you're totally frustrated. That's when you say, "All right, it's probably a hardware problem," but that's yeah. only after like three hours. Well, I, I wish just, you could just—I just, I just yeah. hate copper with fiber. You stick a laser on it, and then you go to the other side and look for that laser. Well, if the wiring guys had done their job and just posted the port numbers, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I, I think it's just this is sort of true of every organization. When stuff gets old enough, they were like, "Why are we ever going to need labels for this stuff?" <laughs> There's like. 12 pairs of fiber. Why bother? Yeah. <laughs> and that, the same thing happened at Penn. You're like, oh, okay, well, all this stuff is like 10 years old. It has no labeling. We don't know where it goes. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, I'm but sure fiber, there's always... It's got a laser, and you just look I mean, for the laser. <laughs> I hate using a toner. <laughs> well, I mean, ideally... Well, yeah, because the toner is hard because, you know, you kind of put it in that spot between two, and you can get the feedback a little bit, and you're like, oh, yeah. it must be the next one, and then you hit that one, and it's totally dead. Yeah. And like, well, where the heck was that signal coming from? <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, I, in all, the, like, the manuals and crap that you read, people have these really great ideas about how to label your network and organize it, because, like, ideally you would know what floor fed into what switch so you could narrow yeah. it down that way. But oftentimes, there's not even that much of a map. They're just, yeah. Well, I mean, you know that much because basically just common sense. You know, if there's there's a wiring closet on the first floor, there's one on the fourth, there's one on the seventh. If the guy's so, on the eighth, pretty much has to come down to the seventh. Yeah. If he doesn't, that's even more ridiculous. But whatever. This isn't the weekly <laughs> IT podcast. You know what I love? Cat 5E. <laughs> Yeah. It's like so much better than Cat 5. It's got that E on it. I don't even know what that means. I'm Something sure it's about somebody... gig, maybe. Well, Cat 5 supports gigabit speed. But, but E does better. It's it's still gig, but it's it's better gig. It's like when you go to Starbucks for coffee. It's still yeah. coffee. Yeah. But it's got but... like mocha almond in it. Oh my gosh, dude. I was at this training all last week and they had this coffee dispenser where you put in a little cup that had coffee grounds in it, I assume. I never actually looked inside the cup because you you place it on in this little cylinder inside. And then you pull a lever down that punctures the top and the bottom and it makes your cup of coffee in like 10 seconds. Nice. That's the future. It was so future. awesome. 
we're like one step away from replicators. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, if only you could produce this out of nothing, I'd be really impressed. Yeah, I mean, this is okay. It's like, well, this coffee sucks, but it was produced out of, you know, atomic particles stored in a vat somewhere. Basically Somehow the they air. converted hydrogen into coffee. Uh, but I has to still add cream. What the heck? <laughs> this is bullshit. BS, man. Where's my jetpack while we're at it? Oh, man. Are we doing the, Is this the video game or the, the anime? This is the video game. I actually, right, I'll, I'll save a, that comment for later then. A busy, busy day for me. It's crazy. I don't know how much, how everything converts onto Sunday, but you know I got to edit the podcast. That was my own mistake. Got to do a podcast because the reason I'm not going to be around tomorrow, karaoke. Nice no big thing at like the best karaoke place in the city. Just strictly by song list, they have tribute. They Excellent. also have Thunderstruck. Nice. So basically, I I only went there once, but I was unable to find a song. Or unable to not find a song that I wanted to sing. So I'm pretty pumped. So yeah, <laughs> Is this one in Koreatown? Or... Um, maybe. I think it's in like Midtown. It's not the one we went to at the anime festival. Okay. But it's everything's going on. We're trying to get a, a raid together and wow, later today. Rock Band 2 comes out today. Snap. Today? Yeah. They're releasing it on a Sunday? Yeah, it's weird. Maybe they're taking a page from Nintendo. Oh, doing an off-day release to capture more of the market? Uh, yeah, I didn't really I didn't really trust that it was out today, but I looked on Best Buy, and Best Buy said it was available for order, and Best Buy still thinks Yakuza 2 is coming out next week, which maybe it is because I've been to like 40 game stores and nobody has it. Most people don't <laughs> even know what it is. One guy was like, there's no sequel. Did you just like, punch him across sure the there is. It, it comes out. It came out yesterday. <laughs> Give me the game. It's the a PS2 I've game. It's called Yakuza PS2. Store. I went to this store, and the girl's like, oh, yeah, I think we have a copy. I saw it. And the guy's like, yeah, we definitely have a copy. And she's like, looks it up on the computer. It's like, oh, we sold it. I was like, God, They only had you. one? Well, it's, you know, with GameStop popular games they get like two copies is yakuza or really that popular game unpopular okay. games rather <laughs> i was about so, to say i'm gonna go out to the game store probably maybe right after this technically i'm supposed to go to the gym it being my day off and all i guess the only saving grace is that the gym is on the way to the game store so i could go to the gym and then go to the game store brilliant i i have moments of inspiration Sometimes. <laughs> oh, man, I had to double up on the gym Saturday and Sunday because Kathy didn't want to do it on Friday. Yeah. I'm never letting her talk me out of going to the gym on an off day again. Yeah. Going two days in a row is hard. Well, what I used beat. to do is I used to uh, alternate running days and lifting days. So I'd like, I, I would you do weights Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. It was weird because you'd have that. Like, I guess I usually wouldn't go Sunday, and so I would do running Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And now I'm I just not, go two days a week because I'm a lazy fatty. I'm not going to the gym every day. That's why I only do cardio. I'm going to the gym for 30 minutes, and then I'm getting the freak out of there because yeah. I just don't really care. I just don't want to. Basically, I am avoiding diseases, not getting into shape. 
That's <laughs> all I'm I'm trying to avoid, you know, heart disease as much as I can and I want to keep diabetes at bay. That's all I care about. I don't care about having a six pack or looking good. I'm already married, so <laughs> Yeah. It's time <laughs> that to ship just ship sailed. <laughs> at this point we're just trying to maintain not that fat. We're not trying <laughs> to be in shape. We just don't want to be that fat. Are you close to your gym? Uh well, it's probably like five minutes. I get in the car and drive there. Uh, that's would a be, deciding factor. Well, it's, it's I don't know, I'm in Philly, it's a car city, you know? Yeah, I don't know. When I lived half a block away from my gym. I know, dude, that was pretty sweet. That is say, encouraging, because it's not hard. And yeah. what, like, it's literally the time you spend at the gym is your Yeah, you, you plan to go there for a half an hour. for the day. You spend 30 seconds walking there, and then you're there for a half an hour. Because now you have, to, you have to budget in 10 minutes back and forth, so it's really more like an hour now. Yeah. It's but true. it's okay, I guess. But that is neither here nor there. It's We've also, terrible, this is also terrible the, it's the IT and the gym podcast. What, what? It's the, the new Fast Garage for the Gentleman, where we talk about networking technology and the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two things that we're decidedly not expert at and aren't really that funny, really. It's kind of funny. We had something go with that Cat 5e. Nobody knows what it does. <laughs> I defy the internet to tell me. They can't. I'm sure they that there are people out is. there that do, but it's, it's like one of those technologies where it's just like, that's great, guys. Uh, everything's going to be fiber. Like, oh, I feel bad for Cat 6. Cat 6 was like, oh, man, with these <laughs> faster wait. internet speeds, I'm coming up, man. I'm on your back, Cat 5, and Cat 5 is like, Sort of like yeah, whatever. we're already pretty much doing fiber to the desktop, so yeah, you I mean, have fun. You can go sit at the kids' table. Well, I mean, just keep the fiber keeps getting closer and closer to your your actual computer. It's fewer and fewer copper hops to the straight yeah. fiber. Straight fiber, y'all. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. I think that the fact that we're uh, moving the internet to fiber just proves how much shit is on the internet. Yeah. We're just we're clearing out those bowels with fiber, high fiber diet, more shit. Brilliant! Ah, oh, I like it. I almost forgot. Here, this is sort of a whatever comment, but I put down a couple things I needed to remember to talk about. First off, somehow Anime World Order <laughs> got a got a WoW beta <laughs> for Lich King. Yeah. Do they even play WoW? No. Daryl Ienmi said their email address got invited to the WoW beta, and I was like, "Ah, give it to me! I want to play a Death Knight? I'm heard it's, I've heard it's it's cinematic and excellent." Do uh, does Zero do your beta car- characters carry over, or do they? No, strip you I down? mean that's why I, I'm not too heartbroken about not getting into the beta because I wouldn't want to play the, the real content because I want to experience it with my guys, but yeah. I would like to see the Death Knights because they have their own starting zone and their own like long quest storyline where you start in the service of the bad guys, basically, and then over time you are released and you become a good guy. And they've, they've got this cool idea where it's not instancing, like you still exist in the same world as everybody else, but depending on the stage of the quest you're on, things look different to you. So... One guy might be in a town and it just looks like a normal town, and then you clear that quest and go on to the next one, and the town is on fire. Oh, that's kind of cool. So, so that's good. Because they're, they're doing more with looping the existing uh, geography well, into the storyline. 
that's what always it's always a problem with MMOs. It's like, oh, you've you've killed the evil betrayer, and then like sixty seconds later, the evil betrayer respawns, and you're like, all right, <laughs> like you know, things these things have happened in the the lore. <laughs> like, I guess this is the the old old game some advisor to the king and like the human cities turned out to be a dragon in disguise and she was one of the first raid bosses so you kill her but then she's like still in the city yeah so it kind of breaks the mood but anyway the important thing i had to say is this is the podcast for the third anniversary of fast karate for the gentleman hooray which i had to remind myself to do but i did Seems like only yesterday we were talking about Grappler Baki, hot dog dynamite sticks, and eating a whole bear, <laughs> Oedipal complexes. Uh, it's been a long and glorious journey. And it ain't over yet. I, nope. mean, well, I guess we could have planned something special, but I prefer the, the de rigueur. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like being in the military. You just got to... Keep on going and acting like nothing's changed. Exactly. special. This is just what we do. And now, after 20 minutes, I guess we can start talking about, you know, whatever. The things that we talk about. Sweet. It's not really that much to talk about. I mean, we have technically been covering video games. And there's not that much to talk about in this video game. Did you play Alone in the Dark at all? I did. And once again, you can see my gamer tag. Visit the website. I don't. Go to the website. What am I going to go to the site of the site I run? I do all the time. I check for comments. I I just put the comments feed into Google Reader. That's You see, you're missing out. You would know that I had played Alone in the Dark. I'm going to check your achievements. I don't have any. many you got. I played like the first 30 minutes, and I was like, this is utter trash. Wow, you didn't even get to the really bad parts then. Well, what this, is the really bad part? The, the really bad uh, part is... Driving. Well, it's just like... There's all kinds of dumb crap going on in this game. The I swear I died like six times jumping from that cable on the side of the building. Totally yeah. inexplicably. You just, you climb is that the up. part where the fence is electrocuted? That one? Well, that one I also died several times because you have no idea if you're touching the fence. And they're like, oh, I have to hook the cable over here around this piece of rubble. And I mean, here's... I, my feelings on Alone in the Dark, I feel like pretty much track against what other people have said. The guys from Penny Arcade said this game had a lot um, going for it, and it was revolutionary in a lot of ways. And then I also feel like what Yahtzee said was true was this game had a lot going for it, and it was revolutionary in a lot of ways, but they executed it horribly. Yeah. And also... I don't know. There's There are cool ideas, as... Graziella said when she was watching it, like, the inventory system's kind of interesting, but the game doesn't pause when you look down at your coat to combine items, because the way it works is every item you pick up is put into your jacket, and then you, the inventory system is opening the jacket and looking down at the various items, and then you can combine them, which is totally underwhelming anyway. There's, like, seven combinations, and most of them are basically the same Molotov cocktail. Well, yeah. the only combinations I found are pretty much Molotov cocktail and flame bullets. 
And once you have flame bullets, you don't need anything else. Unless you, I mean, flame bullets are good, but flaming chair is better. Well, the flaming chair is funny because you just sort of awkwardly steer it at the guy, and he kind of cowers in the corner. Well, <laughs> it yeah, looks really because the melee system is so bad that you well, you just... expect this this heroic swing. But really, it's kind of just like fumbling, and it's like, oh, no, I kind of dipped it down into the left. Oh, bring it back around this way. And then eventually you glance him with it. You're like, bop, and then they burst into flames. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, I'm dead, which, you know, honestly, in bad games, making the combat hard does not improve the game. So the one-hit like- kills are appreciated. Yeah, well, it's really funny because the, the way that you trap them or the way that you look as you're walking towards them holding the chair – I don't know, I feel like you're playing airplane with the chair, you know? It's just like some yeah. little kid you like, picks something up and he's like steering it wildly and going, wee! Because your, your shoulders twist and then you kind of lean that direction. It's just, it's so weird. Because well, you have to like hold it doesn't out. Look, it definitely doesn't look like uh, totally awkward when you're trying to light the chair on fire and you're like, oh, get, uh, almost there. I just this hate the like, fact that you... The first fight that you get into, I mean, I can't believe that the the super powered weapon is the lamp. Like you get into the fight with the chick, and you're breaking chairs over her left and right, and then you're like, "This is not working." Because I hit her once with a chair, and then it breaks. Yeah. What do I really need? I need a lamp. See, she knocked and the lamp pick- out of my hands, and it broke. And I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> I just knocked her on the ground, and then just kept on swinging left and right, and they never get up. So if you just you get over top of them and you keep doing that, I mean, like it matters. That sequence is totally irrelevant to the rest of the game because it's the only time you fight a guy when fire isn't around. Yeah, and if fire's around, you just tap them with the chair and they die. Well, what's crazy? And also, I'm a little disappointed in bullets in this game. If I'm able to actually incapacitate someone with a chair, a bullet better at least should, knock them down. Yeah, it should take them out. But bullets are entirely useless except for what you pour gasoline on them, and then they become fire bullets. Yeah. What they need is a chair catapult, so you can just like launch chairs off of your yeah. shoulder-mounted chair. Store launcher, that in your jacket, and then you can like combine that and make flaming chair launchers. That would have been sweet. Yeah. Put They're that like, can of bug spray at the end with the lighter. You're like, all right. Who wants some? Yeah. <laughs> Come, be one with us. Oh, crap, he's got a the, flaming chair. The demon just retreats back to hell. They're like, he's got a flaming chair. We don't have a shot. Yeah, exactly. It's like, fire? We're from hell. We don't <laughs> deal with fire. It's like at um, Starship Troopers at the end when uh, Casper Van Dien's got the nuke and all like the bugs are surrounding him and they're kind of like moving back and forth and watching him and looking for the time to strike and he's holding the nuke out and he's like, you know what this is? Pow! Pow! <laughs> it's like that, but with the chair. He's like holding yeah. the chair in one hand and the lighter in the other. He's like, oh, 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 no, no, not yet. Oh, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? They're like, ah, he's, he's got a chair. We're useless. <laughs> he's near 10,000 years. In the underworld, and this is all we're felled by a chair. I also, I mean, you were totally right about the dialogue. Like this dude goes in and out of his little accent. I mean, I, I can't even figure out where he's supposed to be from. He looks like he's Native American. Uh, well, but then he's he, supposed he talks to be like English. he's from Brooklyn. Like, what? I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be English. 
It's a long time since I played the first Alone in the Dark, but I thought it took place in England. Maybe it didn't. Actually, I think it took place in, like, Louisiana, but whatever. So he's supposed to be Creole. I think they gave up on that a long time ago. There's no continuity between the characters. Oh, yeah, definitely not, because this takes place, like, 110 years in the future. But it's supposed to be the same guy. Really? Maybe it's, like, like Bond, you know? Where no matter the era, it's always Bond is just eternal. Yeah, it's not really pulled off with that sort of panache. <laughs> yeah, but just, seriously, time... the driving is the worst thing you will ever experience. I didn't even play the driving yet. No, That's what so. I got I'm... so infuriated that I made that post on the forums. I was like, "Hi, I'm alone in the dark. I don't fucking know what a checkpoint is," <laughs> because it's like a ten-minute driving sequence. There's no checkpoints, and if your car hits, like, a rock, you basically skid out and then die. Like, nice. if there's a, a pebble on the road, you're like, oh, no, a pebble. And then you, you like, because what happens is you finally get outside the building, and you have to drive to Central Park, which, I guess you're, like, a block away from Central Park. Yeah, you can see but it some, from the hotel. You should be able somehow, to walk there. It takes 10 minutes to drive there because the, the street is exploding behind you and you've got to, like, swerve around, dodge falling skyscrapers. But there's no real indication of where you should go at any one time. And you wouldn't necessarily notice this at first, but after you've played it about 40 times, you realize that the, the race, I guess, whatever it is, the, the race to escape the collapsing street behind you, in front of you, beside you, above you, uh, it's divided into these discrete segments. So no matter how well you're doing in a certain segment, you'll pass a point where the next segment starts and the road immediately starts collapsing behind you from that segment. So the only really important time to not screw up is like the first couple segment, the first couple sections of any segment. But if you take the turn into a segment wrong, like say you're doing really well on the third segment, and you're like 30 seconds ahead of the collapsing street. But then you have to take a left turn, and you like bump into something there, and then your car gets stuck on the geometry because it's the worst physics ever, and then the street (laughs) immediately collapses behind you. The street that falls faster than your car can drive. Oh, I see. So it's not like you're actually triggering the event. Even if you're ahead of what's supposed to happen at certain intersections, it just triggers the collapse regardless. I mean, it makes even less sense because you got to go off some sweet jumps, right? You're in a taxi. This is a driving sequence. You got to hit some jumps. There are times where if you hit the jump, you are not guaranteed to actually survive on the other side. Like many times I would jump and then land and immediately die. That makes sense to me. Have you? Can you imagine taking a jump in a New York City taxi cab? Yeah. <laughs> this thing is you, not maintained well. I can't even do, like you took my Corolla over like a two foot jump. That thing is not gonna drive on the other side. Well, I remember how it used to bottom out going to the 69th Street parking yeah, this... garage. Everybody would have to get out of the car so you could drive up that ramp. First of all, that was a very poorly designed ramp. But yeah, the Corolla only has like what six inches of ground clearance. But the the best the best part of the driving thing is this. So near the end. Eventually, you drive into this mall and up some stairs, and the only obvious way to go is to, like, through a window at the top of the stairs. So I do it, 
and the slow motion starts, and I see myself jumping again, and there's no ground beneath me. And I try it like three or four more times, and eventually I get fed up. I make a post on the GameFAQs message board, and I'm like, I can't see any other way to go. I looked at the facts. This seems to be the way to go, and it's not working. There's no ground beneath me. And they're like, oh, yeah, you just have to, you have to pause the game so that the game has time to load in the ground underneath you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and meanwhile, thank, thank God I was alone at the time because I was about to break the controller in half. I'm just talking to myself. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking fair. <laughs> just yelling. <laughs> like, I know the next door neighbors is like, I think he's murdering someone. <laughs> I'd be like, yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't understand how they could release a game that's so bad. Yeah. It's, it sucks, I mean, now, granted, dude. This isn't like Superman 64 bad, but it's still pretty awful. Yeah. And then you get to the part where you have to use your flashlight to scare away the black slime that eats your feet. But sometimes the flashlight just doesn't work, and you're pointing the flashlight directly at the black slime, and it's just coming back anyway. And it's like, oh, okay, well, this is great. Well, it's worse. It's like you know the you know the flashlight runs on batteries, but trying to figure out how to unequip it and have him not just sit it in his jacket pocket. Yeah, it's it was infuriating. I was like, I'm standing right next to a fire. I don't need my flashlight. How do I turn it off? I would open also, my jacket. The worst batteries ever. Yeah, it was just, you just finding constantly used batteries because they last for four seconds. Yeah, I've used batteries in a flashlight. If this game is ten hours long, I would imagine having to refresh the batteries once, if even that. <laughs> if you use it the whole time. Yeah. I mean, there were times when uh, going back to the fiber thing where I would be using a VFL to trace out some fiber, and I would accidentally leave it in a closet because, you know, at the end of the day, all you're thinking about is leaving. So I'd leave the laser on overnight, and I'd come back the next day, and it'd still be on. <laughs> on a single AAA battery. And the laser is probably more intense than a flashlight. Well, yeah. I mean, you've seen those LED flashlights. They're crazy. Yeah. Just a normal, like, whatever you want to call them, uh... Actually, maybe LEDs use less power. I think they might than whatever, an incandescent. Whoever, it's yeah. awful. It's, it is. It's terrible. And I mean, I, there, it does have a lot going on, and I think developers are going to take cues from this. Um, yeah. And I think it, it, it sort of does sort of – the good thing about games like Alone in the Dark and Too Human – is that people are out there trying different things, like, you know, sort of revolutionary things with they're shifting how you interact with the environment, you know, how things really work. And, you know, who knows? Maybe somebody will come up with a, a control scheme based just on the analog sticks that really does work. I mean, Yeah, I, but it's I not these games. It's, it's definitely not these games. They, <laughs> I mean, they get some points for trying, but it's just... Alone in the Dark also loses points just for, you know... The story is just so retarded, or at least how people talk is retarded. Yeah. The dialogue is terrible. The story is okay. Like, I love it how awful. The, the zombies like punch out through the ceiling, and your response is, Who the fuck are you? I'm trying not to crap my pants because I it's just saw a one zombie. of those things. 
break a security guard's neck with one hand. He's got flaming cracks on his face. It's just, it's so crazy. Why would you react that way? Especially since you don't, you can't even remember who you are, and you're supposed to be totally comfortable with these zombies. And yeah, you're, you're still totally a badass. Like, yeah, well, that's the first thing you do when you wake up with amnesia. You're like, I'm gonna rappel down an elevator shaft with no gloves. Yeah. Well, the other thing is dumb. You know, talk about no gloves. You're actually encouraged to climb up live electrical lines. Yeah. <laughs> the first time that happened, I was like. That can't be right. I was I like, I'm going to grab this thing and it's going to kill me. <laughs> I wandered around for like 15 minutes trying to find a way to turn it off. I was like, there's no way that's true. Yeah. It just can't be. And, this, and, and at this point, the game has basically conditioned you to look out for traps that it sets. Because, you know, you're climbing on the side of a building and then a taxi explodes and hits you out of nowhere. Yeah. You're stepping <laughs> on the electrified, electrified fence because you well, have no idea where it you're starts. You're on the 29th floor of a building, and somehow there's an explosion on the street that is so strong that it propels a bus, <laughs> or I guess just a normal car, but whatever, all the way up to the 29th floor. <laughs> that building is definitely just going to collapse. And, and not even like the way that it does collapse, which is sort of this, I don't know, like, this isn't Jenga, all right? It's a building. As yeah. soon as you, like, if you blew up one of the columns that supports the front, the whole thing's coming down. Yeah, it's not like, oh, the bathroom tilted and now it's falling out of the building. Yeah. But everything else is fine. This is going to have repercussions. If a chunk of the front of your wall falls out, the rest of that wall will very well possibly fall out. Most likely. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, this is so absurd. What can you do? It's, I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in the uh, the PS3 port, but apparently they removed at least some of the idiocy. But there's things I just don't think you can fix. And I just got to the point where you actually get out and about in the park and you have to drive around. And I was like, okay, now it's some weird GTA thing where I have a GPS and I have to steal cars. So I think it's going back. There's going to be no more Alone in the Dark for me. The only reason I was playing Alone in the Dark at all is because I can't find Yakuza 2. So I think I'm just going to give up. Rock Band 2 is out. I'm waiting to play Bikini Kill. That's going to be awesome. Me and yeah, Graziella are in the last level of Bionic Commando. <laughs> Shooting oh, down man. Hitler's helicopter. Now I'm totally obsessed with Castle Crashers and beating it with everybody, so that's basically what I've been doing. I had to, Playing Alone in the Dark was just interrupting Castle Crashers, which yeah, so didn't help you give me a positive true opinion love. of it. But now you have to convince Castle Crashers to take you back. You're like, no, baby, 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 I love you, baby. <laughs> It's so awesome, especially since your animals carry over, so now you can just use giraffe and level up crazy fast. All we got was the horseshoe crab or whatever, seahorse, and the ram. Man, you're missing out. You got to get the giraffe. It increases your experience. So nice. I can dig it. Uh, I'm, I'm at the end of Final Fantasy IV, and it is driving me insane. Like, the last dungeon, it's not really hard, 
but basically every enemy has some sort of AoE attack that does at least half of all my party's life. So eventually you're just going to die from a random encounter. So basically I get down to the fifth or sixth level and I die. So I'm just going crazy. I'm like, where is the save point? <laughs> I've got to beat this it. game. It's like 15 years in the making. I'm tired of not beating Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> it's got to happen now. If not now, when? Then never. Whatever. It's the end. There's no more fast karate for the gentleman. The Alone in the Dark pissed me off too much. It's canceled. I'm putting the kibosh on. Good night. Forever. anybody's going to believe that.